You are listening to the weekly podcast of Apostolic Church of Jesus Christ in Troy, Ohio. We pray you enjoy today's message. Isn't God good? How great is our God? Great in the morning. Great in the noonday, afternoon, evening, through the weeks, months, years, though the decades come and go. How great is our God. And we've had an opportunity. We have a handout, just a scripture that we have. But we thank God for we've seen how great he is in the last 24 years. We've had an opportunity and the privilege to watch our pastor grow in the Lord and as a pastor to go through the trials and the tests of life. And as a pastor, and I know something he just... Look forward to. <laughs> and you know, it isn't an easy job. And when you're desiring to be used to the glory of God, you can't always put the limitations on there. You just have to come and say, Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Whatever it is, use me. And there's an old saying, Be careful what you ask for because you might get it. But we find that early, even in his. Well, matter of fact, not early, but later on as time went, went on, okay, different things begin to occur. People begin to pass away and all kind of things happen. Well, Devil was just fighting, fighting. Yeah, Trials, tests, and in the last few years in particular, maybe the last 10 years, we've had many of his family members have passed and there's a shepherd of uh, the flock. He's had uh, numerous of his flock that have passed away, but God has kept him. And it's not the same thing as us losing our brother and sister because it's part of his flock. As that overseer, God gives him a responsibility. And when you lose that, it's like losing one of your children. You know, they say that's one of the worst things that can happen to you. But he's had the, uh, uh, the growth of going through these different things. And then you had the COVID. You know, COVID, it came along and it reared this uh, ugly head well, and it began to do its thing. Right. Now, now, before, I'm not going to get on him. Before COVID, you had our great president before that. But moving on, we got to the COVID. And people began to shut the doors and the churches began to just close up. And, you know, one thing we have to realize, and I, I prayed before I got up, that, you know, when you're trying to serve God and stick with what his word says, you're not going to always be popular. Jesus didn't do anything to anybody except for the devil. <laughs> he did a lot to him. But we find that the closer you stick to what God's word is saying, you're going to be even more unpopular in areas. But as the decisions had to be made whether the church was going to close and whether it was going to do this or that. I was talking to one individual. I said, you know, all these closings, there are going to be many people that don't come, but they ain't going to make it back. And I ain't talking about they passed away, but we're creatures of habit. And when you get out of that habit or you, you get away doing this and that and, and it becomes easier where you don't have to do this and that, you can get away from it. But the pastor, as I recall, we had the one service 
uh, that we had, I don't know if it was a Thursday night, we had one service uh, that we had down and the Lord dealt with his heart. And of course he had people that was jumping on him. Whoa, what you doing? But you know, God said these times are gonna come. And this isn't the first time you had quarantines. You had way back in Leviticus. They had quarantines way back there in Leviticus. So this isn't anything new. But God leads you. He don't think like mankind does. But he was being tested to see where he's going to stand. And I began to think of a theme for the day, and it was still pressing on. Uh, I had some papers passed out in Philippians chapter 3. Still pressing on. Regardless of how tough it got, he still pressed on. It wasn't a popular decision because you had people that knew the word, didn't know the word, this or that. They had to make their call. But each church, each congregation is under the leadership or shepherding of that particular pastor. So God might deal with our pastor different than somebody else's pastor. Yeah. So the word of God says you ought to be God rather than man. So that's what he did. But during that time of all the sickness and things going on, there were times when things came later on. You had different ones that got this or that. But we didn't lose. I don't believe we lost one person from that. That was part of the church, one person. But I was blessed because God blessed me, Elder Cameron, uh, to be at all the services. I think I might have missed one. But I was there for all the services. And I tell you what, I was having a good time. COVID and no COVID. I was having a good time in Jesus. Had no regrets. And we were putting the devil on warning. You are dealing with the children of God. And our pastor is a child of God and he is one of his shepherds. And I began to pray for him. Because sometimes, even in the Bible days back then, when the leaders made certain decisions, even the flock was sometimes... Uh, turn against them. Uh, David, uh, find that out. Well, you know, when they lost their, their wives and, and their kids, and because uh, they had stepped out, came back, it was all gone. <laughs> he came back more, and they were ready to kill him. His own people were ready to kill him. Well, kill him, kill him. He didn't want to do this. If we weren't out there, we wouldn't go through this. Kill him. So David, he cried. He said he wept until he couldn't weep anymore. That's a lot of crying, you know. He cried until he couldn't cry anymore. But eventually he had to encourage himself. But to make a long story short, he ended up with the victory. I thank God for our pastor that he stood on the word of God. Uh, I can't bend over and get that, so I'm going to move it. He stood on the word of God and on what he was being led to do. And those ones that were coming. We had a good time. The anointing was here. Holy Ghost was here. We was here. And I'm telling you, because <laughs> this is no place for COVID to be. Not in here, because there was a whole lot of praising going on. And I thank God for my pastor. I've had the opportunity to be under him for almost his whole 24 years. I think it was six months. Uh, you've been in six months, the man will have been turned to you. And my wife and I came down, so it was about six months, okay? And uh, 
uh, God has moved us on here, and I thank God uh, for our pastor. Uh, in my almost 50 years of walking with the Lord, I've only had two pastors. You know, I didn't move on from week to week, you know, month to month. You made me angry, so I'm going somewhere else with my tithes and stuff. Take that. <laughs> you know, hey, you can't make it without me. I make big dough. Me, big chief, you know. But two in that almost 50 years. And God has never failed me yet. And I thank God for my pastor. Have we always agreed on 100% of everything? No. But I thank God even for that, because even in that, we grow. Because if we're making a mistake, okay, and then we do this and that, and we're in the same boat, but I thank God for our pastor because he stood on what God's word said. And if there was anything, and that's why, I see, sometimes we're afraid to go to him and talk. I believe we're going to talk to him. You know, he might get tired of hearing my voice every now and then. Oh, my goodness. You know, but you know what? I believe if there's something there, you go to them in person. Not with a bunch of griping, but that you can learn, that you can inquire. And God has blessed us every time. What I mean? Hey, we didn't go out angry at each other, upset with each other, but we went out with his pastorship and my following him under him as being one of the flock, it was all together. All right. The love was there. The respect yeah. was even greater. Yeah. yeah, it was even greater. And we, as the children of God, communication is so important. But we find that our pastor is still pressing on. In the hard times, the easy times, the good times, and the bad times. And that's why I'm not going to read all of what we have because uh, I want to take up time. We want Elder Cameron to be able to give what the Lord is giving him. But uh, over in, uh, in your papers here, and uh, it should be nice and big for those who have uh, eye situations. <clears throat> okay, over in uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, uh, Philippians, <laughs> not in Philadelphia, Philippians chapter 3. Uh, we're going to start at uh, verse 7. Okay, and that which is in parentheses, uh, matter of fact, uh, I'll probably just read one. I'm going to go 1 through 15 if I can. I'm just going to read that because I can read it. And finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me, indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the uh, concision, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh. Paul was giving some of his qualifications. If anybody had a right to boast, he could boast. You know, we might be a little taller than that person, but he had a reason he could boast. Okay, though I confident in the flesh, oh, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he has whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisees, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things be, were gained to me? Those things or those I counted lost for Christ. All of that stuff 
that he had. For him to gain Christ, that stuff he counted loss. See, when you taste Jesus, you know, there's nothing and nobody better. Nothing can even compare. One song I like, uh, Nobody Greater Than, uh, than You, but I kind of tweaked it a little bit because it's wrong in one area. Talk about nobody greater than you, but it leaves one air. It leaves a spot for somebody being as great as. So I change that to greater, but nobody as great as you. Because you can't be greater until you're first great as. See, and then you go, so if you're not as great as him, you can't be greater. It covers all of it. But our God has blessed us. He has blessed our pastor to be able to stand through the storms. The test of time. All right. Sometimes it can be a lonely job. You know, sometimes you might feel like you're by yourself. You know, you have your wife. She's there and help me. And she's backing you up and amening and, and doing her best to, uh, to console you and, and to help lift you up. But nobody gets, gets along 100% or 100% of the time. You don't agree on everything. If it ain't no more than I want eggs, no, I want oatmeal, you won't agree, disagree about something. And for some people, food can be a serious thing. Because when it comes to food or money, people can get violent. Yeah, they can get violent. But when it look at the word of God, he counted those things. Oh, yea, doubtless. And I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of what? All things. And do count them but dung that I may win Christ. This stuff is nothing but dung. If I can have my Jesus, give me my Jesus. If you can give me him, I'm going to be all right. Though I might not be able to see very good, I'm going to be all right as long as I have Jesus. As long as I can serve God and walk with him, talk with him, I'm going to be all right. Long as we can be the example, no matter come what may, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It doesn't put a limitation on it. It doesn't matter what it is. But long as we do it through Christ. And I believe that when we have the trials, I thank the Lord for our pastor because he does as much as he can. No, nobody's perfect. And that's why we lift one another up. Because if a place was perfect and you came in, guess what would happen? It would, no, it would no longer be perfect because when you came in there, you ain't perfect, so then that would break it. Well, Simple as that. But we, as the children of God, we want to be able to support. And I know many people might say, well, how come you always supporting the pastor? How come you always do this and that? Who better than his flock? Well, the one he's giving up his time for. <clears throat> The one he's giving his money up for. Oh, yeah. I'm running short. I need your help. And I've been one in line. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Lord, uh, 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 Pastor, I don't feel good. So you have him stepping in to pray for you. And poor sister just rolled me. She's way back in the corner there, you know, talking. And it getting late. And she started yawning. But he's taking care of his father's business. So they have to work together. See, they work together. What affects one affects the other. And regardless of what we might say or think, 
They need us like we need them. Oh, yeah. We need them. And that's why I thank God and I try with the help of the Lord to support as much as possible. Because I wouldn't want to be in that place. I'm going to tell you. I'm not afraid to say it. See, sometimes pride get in our way. I wouldn't want to be in that place. Well, and I know my wife wouldn't want to be in there. She like, probably say, oh, my. <laughs> you know. Right. Oh, yeah. But inasmuch as God has him there, we as his flock should do everything we can to support him. Jesus. So still pressing on. All right. I was asked a question, Elder Cameron. Let me know my time, though. I know it's got to be there. I can't see the... And so when I talk about the Lord, I lose sense of time. Okay? person asked me before. He said, they said, why do you care so much? Why do you care so much? Why does it bother me? I said, first of all, I love the Lord. Second of all, I love God's people. All right. They're my brothers and sisters. If they're hurting, I'm hurting. Yeah, I care. We have to learn to love one another, support one another. About 35 years ago or so, I preached a message of rare breed. Because if we don't take care of each other, ain't nobody in the world going to take care of us. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We don't represent the world. So we, as God's people, have to get together. That's why it bothers me. You know, and this is the happy case. Yes, 24 years. But we have to be realize what we're being thankful for. I'm thankful for you, Pastor. But why are we thankful? See, words are easy. Why are we? And when you sit back, and I did this, you know, I'm oddballs in areas. And I started writing down the things that the pastor was doing for the church. You know, and I had that paper, I told you a while back, and I filled up this side. Then I got to the other side and I started filling it up. And I said, "Woo!" You no, know, he get up in the morning. He get up on the run. You no, know, he picking people up. Somebody told me before, well, we should do this. Listen, we have a job. The harvest is plenteous, but the labor of few. Send those ones that are willing to labor and bring in the people to the house of God that they can be saved to the glory of God, that they can be fed. He shouldn't have to go get them and go preach to them, and then take them home. We have to support one another. We are a family. It sounds good, don't it? We're family from now. No, when you're family, that means in the good times and the bad times. We thank God for the 24 years, and Lord willing, it might be another 24. I don't think the Lord's going to be, uh, be uh, just staying up there. I think he's going to come back real soon, and I want to be ready. But as children of God, and it's another thing, you got to preach the word in season and out of season. Yes. Right, Pastor? First day. That means when they want to hear it, when they don't want to hear it. Amen. When they sit in there and get a Lord hand clap. Say amen. amen. Stand up. Say hallelujah. <laughs> and they're preaching their guts out, sweating and carrying on. And, you know, and he's like, oh, man, you know. But it's not an easy job. That's why these are the things I'm thankful for. I can tell you why I'm thankful. Oh, yeah. I can tell you why I'm thankful. Uh, where I came from, the first church I was in, 
I was uh, very involved with the things in the church, the pastor and so forth, and uh, we had a minister staff. We had 15 ministers. And uh, uh, God led the pastor then to have me be the chairman over that staff. And I was the youngest one. They went through telling people how they used to change my diapers, Elder Cameron. I used to change his diapers. Well. I used to do this and that. But God used me. And it wasn't always easy, but God used me to the glory so I could grow. Now we have him. He's a lot further. He's taking on the whole Anchaluda. But I thank God for our pastor. You know, I didn't even realize I was going to say what I'm saying now because I had something different where I could get out and really, really just get all excited. I am excited. But you can tell the truth and still be excited. Yeah, you can tell the truth and you can still be excited because I'm excited because I know what I'm thankful for and I have a reason to be thankful. We have a reason to be thankful for our pastor and first lady. That's right. Give him a hand clap. That's right. See, some things he can't say because if he says it about himself, who are you bragging about yourself? But, you know, he makes his boast in the Lord, but we're this flock. We can boast for him. <laughs> hey, Lord bless us with a good pastor. You know, he's up there, and we was in Pickle at a service, and things weren't this and that, and our pastor, they began to use him in anointing, fill in that place. I was sitting back in that seat. Can't cross my legs. He's short and fat anyhow. But uh, I sit back, and I was just proud. I think that's my pastor up there. <laughs> you know, hey, that's my pastor up there, you know. Right. I didn't have to say, oh, I hope nobody knows that that's my pastor. No, he'd get out of church. I think some pastor get outside the, the building and just say, you know, but I was proud. Yesterday when Bishop Hamilton got up, and he knows a whole lot of people. He's like a son to me. We helped take care of him for many years. And he said he hadn't had it happen before. But he couldn't find anybody in the area that had anything bad to say. And I sat back and I smiled. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, everybody. How about that? Yeah, yeah. You know? We have a reason if we can see that. And that's why I say these things. We have to learn to appreciate what we have because we have been so blessed. Thank you, Jesus. We want to be a blessing back you, to one another. And I'll tell you in a minute that I need, I need you. I need your prayers. Oh, yeah. I need your prayers. You know, and my class, you know, they're such a big help to me because I... When I get real bad, like I'm not going to make it, I can see their faces. <laughs> In my class, you're a teacher, man, I got to get up out of that bed. You know, I tried, I tried, tried to get up out of that bed. So if I don't make it, you know, I'm dragging, dragging. I'm like, I'm like one foot, one foot in and one foot on a banana peeling. Okay? But because they do something for me. I had two that were in a, another class now. And uh, I haven't adjusted yet. <laughs> I haven't adjusted it yet because I take them each personally because they're special to me. All of God's people, all of y'all are special because God made you that way. You know, little kid said, I know I'm somebody because God don't make no junk. And God don't make no junk. We make the junk. Let me say a few more words and I'm, I'm going to get down there, Cam. Uh, but I just want to say these 24 years, even though there's been some tough times for me personally, there have been some very good, very good. I have grown so much. 
I have become more, uh, I still got a long way to go because you never get there and, and you comprehend you've just got there, but you well, I always have something to work on. But where I used to be, now I'm more well-rounded. You know, I might have been leaning too much this side, so the pastor kind of put one foot over there and kind of even the scale out. You know, he might have had to have his wife jump on his shoulder because, you know, to kind of bring a little bit more weight on that side, you know. But God has blessed, and I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed because I know what they can do. And some of the worst people in the church, I'm going to tell like it is, are the ministers. I'm not cutting ours down because ministers can cause a whole lot of problems. I'm a minister. <laughs> I've been one for 40 years. Matter of fact, it's been longer than that. But uh, I know what they can do. But God is good. He has blessed our church. Now, what are we going to do? We say, well, God's going to bless, he's going to bring in the people. No, that's not quite right. We got to go out to bring them. We gave in a Matthew. We're to go out. Compel men to come. Let them know that Jesus saves. Jesus will keep you no matter what. We got to tell them because if we don't tell them, who will tell them? He shouldn't have to be the one to do that. But he should be able to take care of the flock. But I want to encourage the children of God. Listen, the Lord's getting ready to come back. This is no joke. You've been hearing it for a long time. The Lord's getting ready. Look at all this stuff going on. The weather's acting crazy. People acting crazy. Animals acting crazy. Crazy acting crazy. Nothing growing right. Seasons are in the wrong area. It's all kinds. The earth is two-thirds water or whatever it is. And it's talking about water shortage. <laughs> water shortage, of course, you know you're talking about clean water. But the point is, listen, God's coming back looking for those who have made themselves ready. He didn't say making, you know, thinking about it, but who have made themselves ready. What in the world is in this world that's worth you losing your soul over? Hey, Elder Cameron, I ain't found it yet. I have not found it yet. You know, you can offer me to be a trillionaire. Don't want it. Give me Jesus. Give me salvation. Give me, I'll pick it every time. Listen, we have a decision that we got to make. It's time to put God first. It's time to be a blessing to the church, to our pastor, first lady, to God, period. How much has he done for us? He gives us breath every day to get up out of the bed. So I just want to say, listen, our pastor's still pressing on. We're still pressing on. Let's press on together. Amen. That one day, you know, those that are dead, you know, or asleep, you know, they'll come up to the ground and they'll meet those ones that's already alive. Because I told one person, he talked about all these people in heaven, I said, well, who's going to be resurrected? Who's going to be brought up out of the graves? You know, everybody, everybody already there, what? Well, you know, listen, we have something to look forward to. Right. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And I don't care. You can give me a, what, a bud or packs or whatever they drink. I don't, I don't know. I'm 64. I'm going to turn 64. I've never had a beer yet. Don't even want one. I root beer. Okay. And a uh, cigarette. I had a, uh, we call those, a bubble gum cigarette. I wanted to check out. I had one of those before. But listen, 
God will keep you. If you're worried about what's out there, no need to worry, no need to fret. The Lord God Almighty will never fail you. Take the yet off there because he's not going to fail. Take the yet off. He won't fail you. We fail him. If you haven't made up your mind, it's time to make your mind up. Tomorrow's not promised. When you're sitting up in those places that you don't need to be and you're watching them sweating and carrying on and acting fool out there, think about what Jesus did when he was out there getting his back beat up. He was getting spit on. You know, he was getting hit in the face. Think about what he was doing. He wasn't doing it for himself. He was doing it for us. And I think it wasn't fair. Listen, life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. But if you walk with God, I can guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. God will not disappoint you. We disappoint him sometimes. So I just want to say, uh, I don't know what, how much time I took. Sorry about that, old Cam. But, you know, sometimes when you love the Lord, and I love my pastor and first lady, that is so good. We say, like, fire shut up in your bones. And you, you get going. And he's so good, he's better than Lay's potato chip. You know, he's so good, nobody can eat just one. You know, he's just so good. He's better than ice cream. That's why. Because the longer you walk with him, it gets better. Better. The story gets better. The story gets better. It just burns within your soul. And you realize that I can't do without my God. And when you realize that, you are, you are ready, almost ready. But keep on going. And once again, I do thank the Lord for our pastor and first lady. I thank God for you. Uh, I thank God for the times that uh, you are able to uh, tolerate or put up with me. And uh, I know sometimes that there are times that I can be uh, difficult. I don't apologize for all of it because... I'm not like inquire. Inquiring mind wants to know. I'm always looking for wisdom, knowledge, understanding. And if I have to ask the pastor to get some of that, pastor, I'm gonna knock. I can't text. I'm gonna text, but I sure know how to knock on his door, get on that phone, and make a phone call. Oh yeah. And don't be, you know. And, and I thank God for it, because I know. Now, I don't wait till 2 or 3 in the morning, you know, and be calling and, Pastor, I can't make up my mind if I want eggs or if I want uh, wheat toast in the morning. Which one, which one should I eat? We had one brother. He used to call our pastor before, not here, and he uh, was upset. He said, Pastor, there's demons in my cereal. You know, he had a nestle, uh, well, yeah, he had that uh, Rice Krispies. They go snap, crackle, and pop. So he sent us up there to the, to the hotel to get with him because he was hearing snap, crackle, and pop. And he thought they was demons. <laughs> Can you imagine getting out at 2 or 3 in the morning? I'll leave it there. Thank the Lord. <laughs> amen, amen. All right, amen. God bless Amen. Have a song. Amen. And everybody can stay in and sing, and then the other camera's coming up. Amen.
times of prayer once he gets up here. Thank you for this offering we just received. Bless it, sanctify it, purify it in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. God's good. Thank the Lord for this day. Hallelujah. We can we can come together to respond. Hallelujah to what we have. And what God has given us in this assembly, hallelujah, I thank the Lord that, hallelujah, that it was mentioned this morning that we've had a good foundation when we were growing up, may not have thought it was, hallelujah, we didn't always uh, behave ourselves as we should, hallelujah, but God knew what he was doing, because he chose, he didn't choose perfect people, when he said he came, he came Hallelujah to those who were broken, those who didn't have. And so we're thankful that God takes everything that you've gone through through your life. Sometimes we wonder why we went through it, why we're going through it. Hallelujah. But it's all in our making. Hallelujah. That one day, hallelujah, when we see Jesus, hallelujah, we'll come forth as gold. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord, hallelujah, for our, our pastor and his wife. And we thank the Lord that he's given it to us and we hallelujah, have good examples hallelujah that follow and God we know what it's all about yeah. hallelujah but if, then we don't know what it's all about to actually go through it but thank the Lord hallelujah that if we have the Lord hallelujah he can take care of us and we do thank the Lord hallelujah for what he's doing hallelujah was already, I don't know if they read this the, the theme for our scripture reading Brother Ben, I thought he was going to read it today. He didn't go quite down that far. Hallelujah. But verse 13 and 14 in that, that chapter. So we didn't, uh, but we do want to say, have the, the main part of the gist of this is that we're pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of Jesus. We're pressing, and it's a press. Hallelujah. It's not something, hallelujah, that we can that do it lightly. Hallelujah. But it's something that we can press toward a mark. And Jesus has established that mark. Okay, before we get started, hallelujah, we read a couple scriptures here. Found in the book of Jeremiah. This is one of Sister Janet's favorite scriptures, I believe. 
29:11. Read the book of Acts 4, and then we'll read Hebrews 11:6. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You can read Acts 4:18. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot speak the things which we have seen and heard. Okay. I'll read 6 and then we'll read 11 of Revelations together. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found for God translated him, for he had a transla for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 11 together. And he overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And lives unto death. So this morning I'm talking about a prized testimony. We're going toward, the scripture says we are trying to get to the prize of the high calling. And that prize in my, at least right for me today, is that the prize you have to be acceptable to God. To get any kind of prize, you have to have a testimony, as we read in the, in the reading here, that Enoch had a testimony that he pleased God. And there's no way that we can be pleased of God unless it's his testimony in us. We've got to have a testimony. And I was reading down and, and looking at what a uh, testimony was. And the one part here says it was a firsthand authentication of fact. So someone was there. One song says, I was there when it happened. So I guess I should know I was there. Hallelujah. You can have a lot of witnesses, but if you saw it for yourself, I imagine those apostles that saw them break that bread. Hallelujah. And just keep on breaking it and breaking it. Hallelujah. They had something to shout about. They had something to think about. And when they saw, hallelujah, the fishes and everything else that went, when they showed them, stop a group that were following, hallelujah, a funeral march, hallelujah, and he can stop and raise up. That does something to you. Hallelujah. But we have to look at what God has done. And from that, then we can draw a testimony. Because to be able to have a testimony, you got to be able to have a testify of what God has done. How do you have to see what God has done? When I was there, hallelujah, I seen when I was a young man, hallelujah, how the, the church was blessed when I was young and how people came in and how the devils had to go. Hallelujah, I was there, hallelujah, when people were healed and when they were raised up and going through. I was there, so I saw it. And so when we see what God has done and what we know God is doing in our lives, hallelujah, we have a testimony. 
We know that when God comes in and he fills us up and we grow in the Lord, that gives us a testimony. And God said he wants a testimony that's well-pleasing unto him. And the only way that we can have a pleasing testimony is that we have the testimony of God in us. He gets inside of us and he cleans us up. Hallelujah. And he washes us because he knows what he wants and he won't accept anything else. So he came down to earth. He came down and died because he wanted a testimony that pleased him. In ourselves, we can't do it. Hallelujah. In ourselves, we can't decide this is what God, we're not can just bring anything. Hallelujah. But God said, I know what I want and you can't give it to me. The only way is for me to get inside of you. And when I get inside of you, I can make you a witness for me. I can fill you up with me and what I want you will have because you have my testimony inside of you. God's looking for a prize testimony. Someone that's just with him. Hallelujah. I was reading there in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. They were wanting to tell Peter and John, don't be preaching anymore in his name. Don't be doing that. And why are you talking like that? And Peter stood up and said, I don't know. Hallelujah. Better Obey, oh God, or obey you. Hallelujah. But he said, we can only do one thing. We can only talk about and preach and witness and what we do on what we've seen and what we heard. Hallelujah. And when you know those of you that have been baptized, both of you, those that have been filled with God's support, sometimes you can't tell other people about that. Hallelujah. They've got to, you've got to experience for yourself. But when God gets down inside of you, hallelujah. And sometimes when we're kids, you know, we don't know a lot. Hallelujah, saved when I was 10. Hallelujah. Growing, going about, hallelujah. Hallelujah, doing things, hallelujah. But you have to grow. I'm so glad I was saved then. Hallelujah, because I could have been a, could have been lost a long time ago, but the Spirit of God was in it. Hallelujah, may not have always got it on my eyes. I know I didn't. And crossed every T, but God had the Holy Ghost, and he said he was a comforter, and he would not leave us. And don't you know, when you go through things, and you know you shouldn't be doing it, thoughts in your mind, whatever, how he deeds in your body, God's right there. And he lets you know this is, that's the testimony of God down inside of it. Hallelujah. Have a testimony. Hallelujah. That God died and rose again just so we can have life on the inside. And as that develops in you and you grow in the Lord, you grow and you grow and you feast on the word of God. Sometimes you don't realize hallelujah, how much you've gone hallelujah, and grown. Sometimes, you know, if you're away from a family for a while. Hallelujah, and you see this little kid running around, and you maybe come back in about five years or so. You know, you just can't believe this is the same person. But you know, when we have God down inside of us, hallelujah, and you keep on reading the word, keep on walking with God, keep on listening, hallelujah, keep on seeing what God has done, hallelujah. Sometimes you can surprise yourself, hallelujah, that something on the inside starts working, hallelujah. 
And when you're going through a trial, you're going through a testimony or test that you're going through, you got to depend on that testimony of God on the inside. He said he would never leave you. And he's proved that to me. He said he could heal our body. He's proved that to me. Hallelujah. And so we can stand on what God has done for us. And that's our testimony. I know what God can do because he did it for me. I was there when it happened. And when I was going through this test and trial, God was there, hallelujah, with me through all of it, hallelujah. God took me through it. Sometimes you don't have food to eat. You don't know where you're going. I've been down to just peanut butter and bread in the house, but God kicked, kept me. I was once was kicked out of a house, and I know where to go. I was living in my car, hallelujah, but God kept me. God opened up doors, hallelujah, and he kept me. I've had batteries and stuff stolen out of your car. You couldn't go anywhere. And in California, you drive everywhere, hallelujah, but God kept me. Hallelujah, God kept me. When I wouldn't want to be kept, when I didn't want to go the right way, hallelujah, I did want to do it, but yet there was something drawing me back. Something said, oh, you like this. Oh, but God kept me. He didn't let me go. He didn't let you go, hallelujah. And all of that is part of a testimony of what his love is, how he loves you, how he cares for you, how he picks you up when you fall down, and how he protects you. I've had guns pointed at me, hallelujah. People ready to drum me, hallelujah, but God's good. He kept you. He kept me. That's my testimony. Hallelujah, I know what he can do. Hallelujah, so no wonder when we walk down the street, hallelujah, we can only act like what we know, hallelujah. And the more that you get God in you, and the more that you feast on the word of God, and the more that you listen to others' testimony, it builds us up, and it gets more on the inside of us. And so when the enemy starts coming in, we realize, hallelujah, oh no, we're not going down that path. Hallelujah, because we have a testimony, and that testimony is pleasing God because he still abides with us. He's still down on the inside. Hallelujah, doing what he needs to do. I'm so glad he's not like his man, that he was fickle enough that he would just leave whenever we didn't do right. Hallelujah, but he put his testimony down on the inside. Hallelujah. And so Enoch, hallelujah, said he walked with God. I don't know the story of his life. Hallelujah. Didn't have a whole lot about Enoch. Hallelujah. But he had a testimony. Something about him. He loved God. Hallelujah. A lot of these men of old, some of them we think were renowned. A lot of them we can read that they went through a whole lot to get to where they had a testimony or good testimony. Hallelujah. Abraham wasn't always perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Paul did what he did before coming yeah. to the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. People and David, he had some problems, but David was called him the apple of his eye. Hallelujah. God is looking for a testimony yeah. that pleases him. Yeah. Hallelujah. And if you can 
as Peter and John said, we can only speak of what we know or what we how they have heard and what we have seen. And I'm so glad, hallelujah, as you keep walking with God, that you can open up your eyes and you can see more and you can understand more. And then when you read the scripture, hallelujah, and he opens up the scriptures to you, hallelujah. And so you know, as the scripture says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, that he'll raise up that standard. And it's something when you're going down the street, when you're having a trial or a test trying to throw you over, hallelujah, you can call on the name of Jesus. That's part of the testimony that's done inside of us because I know what he can do, how he can keep you when you don't want to be kept. Keep you when the trials and tests come against you. Keep you when people are just bogging at you trying to do what they do. God is there with you and he'll ward off even the hands of the enemy when the enemy is there hallelujah one scripture says that we are not ignorant of his devices it's so glad god can just open up your eyes and let you know that's because he has a testimony inside of us hallelujah his testimony his testimony is the only thing he will accept Hallelujah, I believe it was in the book of Corinthians hallelujah that we says we're we are being changed into his image hallelujah because you know he can accept himself Hallelujah. And if we look in the mirror, we should be seeing more and more that we look like Jesus. Hallelujah. All of us should be looking pretty much alike, you know. Hallelujah. We should be looking like Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus on the inside. Hallelujah. I don't know. I don't think we're, we're going to be looking like each other, but I think we'll all be part of the family. Hallelujah. So we'll have some family characteristics. Hallelujah. We should be pure and holy. Hallelujah. Spotless. Hallelujah for this glorious church that we're in. Hallelujah. We are part of this church. Hallelujah. Part of this. Hallelujah. And as Enoch hallelujah, had a testimony that pleased God, hallelujah, we also can have a testimony. Hallelujah. Because we have God in us to change us to what he wants us to be. Hallelujah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it takes a while to grow into it, but you know, we can just let God do it. He'll change us. Hallelujah. There's things maybe you thought you would never overcome, but God can change it. Hallelujah. It doesn't, it doesn't take, hallelujah, us to try to get in the way, but with the Holy Ghost on the inside. Hallelujah. You can read God's word and God's presence could be there with you. Hallelujah. Listening to gospel music, listen to singing. Hallelujah. That is uplifting things. Hallelujah. You can get an atmosphere. Hallelujah. In your dwelling place. Sister, Sister Rose was saying that she has her place where she can just go. Hallelujah. And just relate to God. Hallelujah. Mother had a room that she would go to. Hallelujah. Just to relate with God. Hallelujah. There's got to be something. Hallelujah. On the inside. Side. Hallelujah. That creates a testimony. Hallelujah. So that when we walk around, hallelujah, as Peter said, a shadow fell on people and they were healed. Hallelujah. That there's something on us. Hallelujah. That should stir us up. Hallelujah. He told us that we'd be our witness. Hallelujah. Witness is always not only token with your mouth, hallelujah, but it's living a life. And people know that you're living a life. They know when you're doing right, hallelujah, at work, hallelujah. They know they don't have any funny stuff around me, hallelujah. They know I ain't liking it, hallelujah. I'll get up and walk out of them, hallelujah. I'll just leave. We don't do that kind of stuff. People know you, hallelujah. I remember as a kid, there was, I was someplace I shouldn't have been. 
And that man looked at me and says, does your dad know where you are? That's all it took, honey. I got out of that place right then. Hallelujah. You got a testimony whether you like it or not. Hallelujah. But we want to have a testimony that pleases God. Because that's all that counts. Hallelujah. I could pass away any time. Hallelujah. You can pass away any time. You don't have to be old to pass away. There's a lot of people in the paper, honey. They didn't make it to my age. They didn't make it to your age. Hallelujah. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to mean how the people with this, this uh, flood that was out down in Florida, there's quite a few people lost their lives. Yeah. Hallelujah. People over in a lot of countries up in the thousands lost their lives. They weren't thinking that when they probably got up in the morning, I'm going to die tomorrow. Hallelujah. But we want to make sure we have a test. Whenever we have to meet God, Whenever we have to stand before God, yeah. Holly, that we have a testimony that says, that's my child. Holly. It looks just like me. Holly. Got my nose. Hallelujah. Got my ears. That's my child. Holly. It looks like me. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so glad that his blood came on us and applied to our hearts and it's cleaning us up, cleaning us up. Hallelujah. So we can be presented unto Jesus. Hallelujah. We are going for a prize. Hallelujah. And the prizes. Look, look at me. This is what you did in my life, God. This is what I became. Hallelujah. One of your children. Hallelujah. Someone has been perfected. Hallelujah. In his likeness. Hallelujah. And so we see in the book of Revelation, hallelujah, that there was, said, I heard a voice in heaven saying, Now is salvation and strength and kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. It says they overcome by the word. Honey, sometimes it's not the word that we can overcome. Testifying, testifying sometimes or having a testimony is to be able to get the adversary off of you. Sometimes you got to get rebuke the devil, hallelujah, and get him out. Honey, sometimes I have to, sometimes I get up and have to say Jesus so it's so loud I can't hear anything else but Jesus. Because sometimes you have to, as David said, encourage yourself in the Lord. You got to do, but that's because I have the testimony in me. And I know as long as if I call on the Lord long enough, he's going to answer. If I call him, he's going to be there. Hallelujah. And he's going to take care of the situation because he would not allow our feet to be moved. Hallelujah. He that keepeth Israel, the psalmist says, shall not sleep nor slumber. He's always there. Hallelujah, to ensure his prize. Hallelujah, book of Malachi, the, the third or fourth chapter, I think it's the fourth chapter. It says one day how he was, he was walking around and he saw a couple of people or a group of people that gathered. Hallelujah, and they were there talking about the Lord. And he says he was so touched by that. He goes, those are my people. He goes, and they shall be mine. Hallelujah. When I come to collect my jewels, hallelujah, they're going to be mine. Hallelujah. They're talking about me. Hallelujah. And it's nothing about nothing good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Better, hallelujah, than talking about the Lord, thinking about the Lord, meditating on the Lord so we can understand, hallelujah, that this we want more and more that we can do, that we can be presentable to God, that he won't refuse us. Hallelujah, as he did Cain, hallelujah, in the offering he brought, 
Or maybe Ananias and Sapphira when they lied. Hallelujah. Hebrew didn't, didn't accept that. Hallelujah. But we have a testimony. And we have time to allow that testimony to get in us. Because God's only going to come back for his people. And people without spot or wrinkle or any such blemish. And I want my testimony to be perfect as much as I can be. And I know if I allow the Holy Ghost to do its work fully, yeah, we all yeah. will be perfected. Yes, hallelujah. And be doing what he wants to do. Hallelujah. So we just want to make sure. Hallelujah. And we've got to have a good testimony or a faithful testimony or the Lord living in us because that's what God wants. And I want to tell you, you've got to have something that you're going to be, that's going to keep you saved. Hallelujah. Because when you go through the stuff that's going that may come up on the world today. I mean, I think it's a, a mess now. Hallelujah. That things, you know, people are being very slack. I know they were saying how many Christians there were in our, we were founded on Christianity principles. And as you know, some is way down, like, you know, 50, 60% or something like that of people that, that really confess that this is, this is a Christian, they're Christians or whatever. And then of them, they half of them or a pretty good chunk of them don't believe the Bible's tree, true. They think it's a nice book, has some very good stories and some morals in it. Hallelujah. But they don't believe about, you know, the floods and, and all these other, they pick and choose different things in there. This, this is the world we're in. Hallelujah. We're supposed to be a follower of God. Hallelujah. And just a mess. Well, God, if one scripture says, will God find any faith? When he comes, hallelujah. But we want to make sure, hallelujah, that we have the testimony of God inside of us. Hallelujah. Because God's going to look for his prizes when he comes, his jewels when he comes. And I want to be one of those jewels. I want to be a prize that God is calling for. He's coming back. I don't want to hear him say those, those awful words, depart. Hallelujah. Because he says he, he didn't even, he said he never knew you, which means he doesn't know evil. He cannot be acquainted with evil. It, it just, God is such a holy person that he cannot be acquainted with dark. That's why he says he hates, certain people said he hated them because they're dark. It's not that they hate the person. It's that they're, they're evil and he has no relationship. I'm so glad for the period of grace. Hallelujah. That God gave us an opportunity. Hallelujah. To be part of a body that we really have no no uh, whatever to be. We weren't born perfect. We weren't born hallelujah in his likeness. But God, little by little, is creating us that our testimony will please him. So we want to make sure that our calling and our election is sure. We stand on that testimony that we have. Hallelujah. Stand on the word of God. Hallelujah. You can't go wrong. Hallelujah. Before you know it, hallelujah, that you'll be able to knock, knock down, hallelujah. Well, who was that that said they, they could run with the horses, hallelujah? And they could just run, hallelujah, and travail, hallelujah, because they had the power of God inside of them. We all have a testimony, but we want a testimony that pleases God. So we do thank the Lord for our message today. You want me to close up? You'll do it. Okay. Okay, but we thank the Lord for his goodness. Thank him, hallelujah, again, hallelujah, for what he's doing. So let him keep on doing what he's doing in your life. 
because he has great things in store for us yet to come. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Pastor. Isn't God good? Amen. He's good. How much of the time? And all the time. God is good. Amen. I told someone he's going to have all four of the ministers, you know, amen, talk. And I said, Lord, after, amen, that would be a, a little lengthy. Amen. But God is good. Amen. But we'll carry on on Amen Thursday. Amen. God is going to same theme, but not the pastoral thing part of it, but just the same theme. Amen. It's good to hear the word. Amen. Amen. God is good. How many still pressing on? Amen. Paul counted all his accomplishments. He counted all his dung that he might win Christ. Look at somebody and say, I got to win Christ. You got to make, amen, in tough times, tough choices, tough battles. Amen. We got to have our minds made up that I'm going to keep pressing on. I'm going to keep holding on. I'm going to do it God's way. Everybody shout God's way. Amen. But then we heard, amen, that we got to have a testimony, a testimony that pleases God. Enoch had a testimony. He walked with the Lord for 300 years, three centuries, not three decades, three centuries. That's a long time. You know, on my job, I was rewarded, amen, for working four centuries. Amen. You know, that's a long time in our book. You know, 40 years is a, is a long time. But you know what? He walked with the Lord for 300 years. He had a testimony that he pleased the Lord. And saints, if we're pressing on and make God our everything, we'll have that testimony that we please the Lord. I don't know how long all of us are going to be here, but I do know Jesus is coming. Someone told me this week on the job says, well, you know, the Jewish calendar last week said the Jewish calendar, it's only 500 or 5,773 or 500 or about 200 off, uh, nine, 500, 783 years, 5,783 years, amen, that the world has been here. And we say the Lord's going to come in a 6,000 year. That means he's got 227 more years to go before he came, before he comes back. Well, I said, I believe we're a lot closer than 227 years for the Lord to come back. I don't think the world can make it that long in the condition it is in now. Amen. I know we won't be here alive for 227 more years. Amen. But, you know, we just want to be ready. That's what Bishop Carnes told us down through the years. Be ready. And you don't know, but if we're pressing on, seeking to give God our everything, choosing him, and have a testimony that we please God, we're going to make it. Can we all say amen? As we stand, we thank God for the word. Thank God for you, you and you. 
Amen. Everybody is not here, but you're here, and we thank God for that. Thank God for all those that are listening on live stream. Amen. Even Brother Dean, if you're listening still over there in Columbus, amen, taking care of some dogs. Amen. But praise God, babysitting some dogs. Amen. He told me yesterday, amen, they were bad dogs or bad children. Amen. They sort of messed up the house a little bit. Ah, oh, Lord have mercy. But God's good. Amen. We praise God for all of you. Amen. And Charlie, who's working, hopefully he turned it on. Amen. When he was allowed to. Amen. But God is good. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.